What is up, everyone? It is your host, once again, Aaron Karanos, with the main man, Christian Terzi. How are you, bro? Doing well, man. Thank Can't you. complain. That's good. How are Just you? Doing good. Tired. Yeah. We're recording this kind of late, but hey, we got to <laughs> put in the work. So, you know, we're always on the grind and for y'all. So, yes, sir. We're always putting out content. So, you're welcome. Because yeah, <laughs> these take a lot of effort and time and research. So, yes. You're welcome. But Thanks. enough chitter chatter. Let's dive into these games. So this week was week four of the Champions League, and the first game that happened this week was Real Madrid versus Atalanta. Real Madrid winning full three to one with an aggregate of four to one. Um, yeah, let's just say Madrid. They just countered the countered Atalanta pretty much the entire game essentially. Yeah, um, Atalanta didn't look too well either. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had that one opportunity in the first half, or well, the first few minutes with, with gross ends, but besides that, they didn't look too good. And then, um, you know, Atal- or Madrid, Benzema was able to capitalize on, on Atalanta's mistake. Yeah. And literally, within the two legs, Atalanta gifted Madrid, you know, with getting the early red in the first leg, and, the, and then the defensive mistakes in the second leg as well. Um, I think they're going to be pretty disappointed themselves um, to not be able to do more than what they did. Yeah, I agree. That first goal entirely changed the set of the game. Literally, um, Sportiella gave it out to... He tried to... It was a back pass, and he tried to pass it out, and literally gave it directly to Luka Modric, and Modric literally took his base and then gave it to a wide-open Benzema and just finished. And it was just like, you know, you're down 1-0, now you got to score two to advance and all that, so it's just like complete game changer right there right agreed and then now and then madrid was just in literally the entire second half madrid just sat back and then just sent vinicius and then just counter and just right. you know because they knew atalanta had to come and score the goals and all that they had to score at least two to advance so might as well just sit back let them come to us and we'll get a, some couple of counters and then they got a pk from that and yeah that's how they score the last one so yeah. yeah, and I was surprised they didn't start out with uh, Duan Zapata because um, obviously they needed some pace up front if they were gonna, you know, um, get some get some chances and you know to get past Varane and Ramos, who's getting back into into form. So I, I think they should have taken advantage of that and started Zapata, but they didn't. He played the 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 last forty five minutes of the game. He had a couple chances, but Courtois was spectacular in the net as well. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just yeah, I was probably I was surprised Big Boys Potter didn't start this game. I, they started what Passage. <laughs> Yeah. yeah Pasolich and some other dude that I didn't even know yeah. who what his name was and then Eli Siege came it, in in the second half also and yeah. you know they were creating some chances but didn't look too good yeah I was just shocked how non-aggressive they were I thought yeah. they were going to be more aggressive exactly. you know you're down 1-0 you have Madrid on the ropes at, at home I thought you were going to be like you know might as well come out with the same mentality even with 10 men y'all still could have won this, the yeah. game last time but this time they just didn't look good you know they had that one team with Gosens and if you sort of scored that maybe it would have changed the game a little yeah, bit definitely they definitely would have changed the game but you know they just didn't look good yeah and again you know couldn't capitalize and they're gonna be kicking themselves in the head that they didn't you know put those away and, and you know give Madrid a hard time because you know Madrid this season hasn't been looking good at all um there's they, they've had some moments of, of, of brilliance yes but but they're not too convincing as we've been saying throughout this whole uh, this whole podcast and it's a shame for Atalanta and and yeah man because uh, now they just you know all they got to focus on is the league now so it's going to be pretty tough for them to, to get into Europe maybe because you know there's a there's a decent amount of teams with with uh, with some good points there so. yeah yeah exactly but you know I still think Atalanta is a good team they're still one of the top teams in Italy and you know even though they didn't look good in their last game against Madrid I think they're still a quality team, and yeah. they still deserve to be in Champions League and all that. So hopefully they can pull it together and make it to the, at least fourth place, so they can make it back to the Champions League. Because we don't want to see them in Europa League, because that's just tragic. Right. And it's a shame that they got rid of Papa Gomez in the in the transfer market. Um, when was it? January, right? Mm-hmm. So it could have been different if they still had him on the squad, but you know, obviously he left. Is at Sevilla doing all right? But you know, he was he was the man at Atalanta. So let's let him go. And I think you've been seeing that as well. They've they've been struggling a bit without him there. Um, but yeah, and to to talk to talk about Madrid for a second, my man Vinicius has to finish. You oh. know, he had that one play where he took about three, I think it was like three or four guys. You know, one one on one with the goalie, 
and just completely misses the net, you know? Doesn't blast or nothing, but just puts it wide. And then it's like, bro, just tuck it away, you know? All the goals from Madrid came out in the second half um, after the first one, but you just got to be more clinical in front of goal, especially going into the quarterfinals, you know, because the draws tomorrow, they can, you know, they can pick up Man City, Bayern Munich, who's not going to, yeah, if you get one of those chances and if you don't put it away, they're not going to, they're not going to forgive you. They're going to go to the other end and put those away and punish you. So they definitely got to figure out some things up front. Yeah, I agree on that. Sergio Ramos' reaction literally was just perfect. He literally was just on the ground, just like, right. <laughs> what is going on? He was just like, what, what, really? You did all the hard work and you slotted wide. Right, he did all the, he did the, he went out with the hardest part, right? He did the hardest part so cleanly and the easiest, you know, just tucking it away, he couldn't do it. So Yeah, yeah that's literally been his form this entire season. He can't. We've been joking about his whole entire <laughs> his entire his whole career. We've been joking about it this entire podcast. Vinicius Junior cannot finish. Yeah, he's not CR seven. He's not that type of player. He's just right. a dribbler. He hasn't developed his finishing yet, right. and it's just sad because I'm. I, if I was there, I probably would probably score that goal. And yeah, I don't know. I, I would have definitely scored. No, that. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> man. Oh no, I definitely would have finished that easily. Not even with a chance, but. You know, he was dangerous that second half. I mean, he was dribbling. Was right. His dribbling, we can't deny, his dribbling is exceptional. He's right. an exceptional dribbler. But he just, as a striker, he's not a very good striker. Right. Like, a, like a nine. Good. Benzema's yeah. a nine. That's For a sure. true nine. Vinicius is like an 11 or a seven. Yeah. But he's not like CR7, like type seven. He's more of just a traditional seven. He's like, uh, he's got Neymar's dribbling skills with... Shamax finishing suit. So it's pretty it's pretty bad. <laughs> but uh but yeah, yeah, like you said, you know, he's not a obviously number nine, but you know, imagine if, if you know Benzema's having an off game, you know, or or you know, he's playing a really good team and then the back line's closing on down. He's gonna need some help from other players and if Vinicius, you know, doesn't step up, Madrid might get knocked out, you know, in the next round they might start dropping points, more points in La Liga, so you got to figure that stuff up top. Yeah, you never know. But, yeah, that's pretty much how that game went. And, you know, with, it was just disappointing for Madalena. Yeah. We both agree on that. On to the next game, which was Man City versus Borussia Mönchengladbach. We got this prediction right. That's right. I got it right. Yeah. Right, Christian, yeah. Christian was going to get the same thing, but we both were on the same wavelength. It Bro, was when, two... it was, when it was 2-0, I was like, come on, put a third. <laughs> I don't want to hear no win this one. <laughs> I, was, I was, like, praying. I was like, please. Do not score. But, yeah, right. it was a 2-0 Man City with a 4 nothing aggregate. Man City just looking dominant as usual as in usual. these games. Just in these games versus these weak teams, they just look dominant. Right. Like, they had so many chances this game. It was just insane. Yeah, and they got the two away early. Uh, which, you know, obviously helps them out a lot. You know, it's okay. It's 4-0 in aggregate. Let's just, you know, relax, pass the ball around. What's nice about that, too, is that they went up early then uh, Pep made the you know all five subs in the second half. You know, Aguero got some minutes. Fernandinho as well. Zinchenko, uh, Laporte. I forget who else as well. But you know, he put in mm-hmm. some. You know, he got some guys some minutes. That's gonna help him. You know, build some confidence. And it's crazy how much depth they have. You know, they have so many so much talent. And oh, they put in Raheem Sterling as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love their their formation this game. You know, they just look so good, especially when they got Phil Foden up there. Um, you know, Mares, Gundogan, De Bruyne. Oh, they just yeah, look it, it looked they look fantastic. Like yeah. literally, they scored what with two both goals within like eleven minutes. It was just crazy how, and they were both exceptional goals. And it was just like crazy yeah. how they can literally just like flip a switch. Yeah, De Bruyne's shot was incredible. You know, the left footed the left footed finish mm-hmm. off the crossbar. Banger, absolute banger. Banger, and then Gundogan get it on the score sheet again. Yes. Big boy, big boy Gundogan. <laughs> I love him. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Buffon was amazing as well. He where he collects the ball, just this you know easy turn takes takes uh you know takes some 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 space in front of him, and the way he does a no look pass to to feed Gundogan around his stride, and the easy finish from Gundogan, especially in his form, he's not gonna miss that. So uh, easy win for for Man City. Uh, so this is now twenty four wins out of twenty five. Yeah, game so. So they're looking sharp, man. Yeah, they're looking, looking sharp. Good. They're looking scary. They're looking scary. Yeah, and depending this. on who they get in the in the in the what's it called in the draw in the draw, you know, they might win it this year, man. They might win it. You never know. You yeah. never know what's gonna happen this hopefully year. But our, they're looking. They're looking scary good this year. Yeah. Hopefully, our boy Guardiola is able to get another Champions League. It's been almost. It's been ten years. It'd be like his ten year anniversary. Exactly. Since he last got his Champions League. Twenty eleven yeah. Barca. 
That's what a crazy. squad. What a squad. <laughs> what a squad. But yeah, um, just crazy. And Man City's just going to continue doing them. So shout out to our Instagram page. Go follow us. We'll keep updates and all that. Kind of give a shout out. Always got to give a shout Always, out. man. Got to give a shout out to the IG page. Support the boys. You know, we'll support y'all. And you support us. <laughs> That's how it works. Mutualistic. So. Yes, sir. But on to the most, definitely the game that definitely was interesting. The yeah. most interesting out of all four of the games, which was Chelsea versus Athletic Madrid. Chelsea winning 2-0. Chelsea just looked insanely good this game. Mm-hmm. The counterattack they had was incredible. Uh, for ZH's goal, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lovely, uh, lovely little play, you know. And what's nice, too, is that um, what's his name? Havertz. Havertz, yeah. Havertz was actually involved in this. He gave a team of under the pass who was able to pick out ZH, who, in all honesty, Oblak should have made a save. I agree. That was that should have been a save. Should have been a save. It literally went right under his arm. Right under his arm, bro. Like, <laughs> Oblak, you're one of the best goalkeepers in the world. But, you know, you know, he can't save everything. But you would expect him in that position to make that save. But, you know, doesn't take away from, from, the, from the great counter Chelsea had. And uh, and the second goal, second goal, you know, um, same thing, another yeah. counterattack. Yeah, literally, this Chelsea, their counterattack is looking scary good. Like Timo Werner, when he gets the ball in space, it looks dangerous. Like yeah. he looks like he's back to RB, his RB Leipzig form, and that's yeah. scary to see. And I think just throughout the whole game, Chelsea was literally just letting Atletico Madrid come at them because they yeah. knew Atletico Madrid had to get the the their goal. And same thing with Madrid, how Madrid played Atalanta. They knew they had to come get the, the away goal, and they countered just every time. Just mm-hmm. get the ball from the midfield from Saul or Coque, boot it up. Oh, my gosh. Their, their team, Atletico just got it all wrong this game. There was times they were trying to high press. It was weird. Like, they were trying to high press Chelsea, but they wouldn't do it, you know, as a unit. You know, they'd leave a big gap in the middle of the park. And, of course, you know, they're probably scared because up top they had Werner, uh, Havertz and they had a ZH who are guys with a lot of pace, you know. But if you're gonna high press, you have to high press as a unit. There's so many times where Kovacic or Kante would pick up the ball and they would have yards of space behind them, you know. So it was so comfortable for them to receive the ball, turn and and distribute from 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 the middle of the field, right? And uh, yeah, I think De Simeone just got this one wrong again, and you know things aren't looking good for him either. You know they're dropping points in the Liga, knocked out of Champions League in in the round of 16. They spent a lot of money, you know, within the last couple of years with transfers. So I wouldn't be surprised if this might be, depending on how the Liga turns out, I wouldn't be surprised if this is his last season. At yeah, this makes you question how Diego Simeone's tactics are because remember when we call in the first game, he was super defensive. Yeah. Like six in the back like against Chelsea. Six, yeah. Five and six in the back against Chelsea. And then in this game, you want a high press, but you're inconsistent with your high press. You're not getting your forwards in behind. Um, the team just didn't coordinate together. They had a, a couple chance. They had a couple chances, but they were later on in the game, like right. in the 80th, 90th minute. And Savage got a red card from the elbow that he gave to Rudiger. So that's more pressure applied to your team, and right. it just makes you question, like, how do you think Diego Simeone and his inconsistency in tactics is like affecting? the team and its players like yeah. Jao Felix and all these players as a whole I just don't think he's creative enough you know he's known as a defensive coach who who gets the crowd and you know to amp up his team and himself you know and obviously you know there's no fans in the stadium anymore so he's is missing that element I but I just I just think his time is up with with Atletico Madrid you know because they have quality players you know yeah Carrasco Jao Felix um, Suarez, he was very quiet this game. Uh, you know, Saul, Coque, Thomas Lemar, Lodi, like players that can play the ball, you know? Same Trippier. Like, come on, man. Like, you got to pay a, a bit more attacking and be more creative. And they just lack that, you know? Um, and Chelsea, look at Chelsea. They're playing so sluggish under the, the last few games with Lampard. And look at them now, you know? They've, they've sorted out the defensive the things in, in defense, sorted everything out in midfield. Yes, they don't look too great going, you know, in the final third, but they're not conceding goals, you know. I think they've only conceded two goals, and they've, I think it's uh, 13 games, uh, 13 games under two goal, nine wins, four draws, zero losses. And they've scored only 15 goals, and yeah, you may say that it's, you know, a low amount of goals, but they've only conceded two. 
and it, and you know and you can and you can't I don't, I don't think you can give the the argument well they got Mendy in back okay well let's go have Oblak you know so it's just not it's just not good enough for me for Atletico and I think Simeone is just not that attacking doesn't have that attacking mind as a coach to 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 really give much more to this Atletico side yeah so. I agree on that to be honest like Jao Fe- when he subbed on Jao Felix in the second in later on in the match he just he had chances he was trying to create chances but there was no support from yeah. the midfield or any attackers he was mainly getting balls you know driven you know even though Koge Dicta should be one and many made a save an awkward save and the ball got fumbled in the middle and and all that but he mainly was just by himself and you know that's as a striker you really want to feed other players you really you want to be score the goals but you want your players to surround to you know make runs and you know get into space that's why we want to be as a striker but it just didn't look offensively they just looked dull like yeah. there was nothing going on up top nothing, nothing special exactly chelsea was just pretty much just playing defense the entire time and they couldn't even penetrate they couldn't yeah. even get a penetrating ball through and they were taking shots from outside the 18 like barely in, barely on the line between the 18 and outside the 18 like that's easy saves you're not getting it close inside the goal inside the six not even the bk spot so it just looked uninspiring yeah very uninspiring like you said and um didn't just didn't look good and the Atletico Madrid players just couldn't get near Chelsea at all you know and you know there was like I said earlier there was so many times where players just had yards of space Atletico couldn't even string like I think like four or five passes consistently you know it was just so bad just so so terribly bad so yeah the midfield players were getting the ball taken off them pretty easily Seagedge was just picking Koke and Saul off like it was nothing Llorente couldn't get a solid touch either it's like and that's the guy, one of the guys who's been scoring goals, been one of the better players this season. So, you know, obviously when they eliminated him and Suarez, Felix didn't really do anything. They just didn't have anything. And Carrasco, I forget. I think it was like in the first like 20 minutes or so, the guy only had like four touches throughout the whole game. And, you know, he's one of your craftier players. Like, you got to get the ball to him. And Chelsea was just not letting that happen with the, with their pressing and stuff. So Exactly. But, uh, but yeah, Chelsea looked good. Um, I do think they need to sort out going forward. Because uh, there was plenty of times, even Christian Pulisic, who had the assist on the last goal, he was getting the ball and literally would lose it with ease, you know. And and they, I think, once they, you know, obviously Tuchel is trying to, he's mixing things in, trying to find, you know, what players mix well with each other. But I think until then, things will look pretty pretty bad up front. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Emerson as well with scoring the second goal with his only touch of the game. Yeah, literally, <laughs> only touch of the game. It was a great finish. It yeah. was a good finish. I mean, they, they had chances like that a lot. Hudson Adoy had chances like that, yeah. and they just couldn't finish. And, and it's funny because like, Hudson, Hudson Adoy tried clearing it for the, for the second goal, mm-hmm. and he mishit it, which allowed, you know, landed right to Pulisic. He took on, but his, his Pulisic, not to take away from Pulisic, you know, he had a lovely run for the assist, but yeah, he took, I don't know, like maybe like 50 yards of space, yeah. and then just laid it off perfectly to Emerson. And then Conte was sprinting in the 94th minute all the way from the back, all the way to the to the front, you know, he went from box mm-hmm. to box. So to do that in the ninety fourth minute, also when this man's been around the whole pitch the whole game, exactly. Dude, this man's got incredible fit, fitness. I know you're telling me. That's, That's why he's won the fitness 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 uh, CDMs that, in the in yeah, the league. I need no. that man's lungs, man. That's crazy. That's facts. That's facts. Well, uh, I want to get your opinion on that red card, though. In the Savage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was silly, um, but you can't you can't do that either with VAR. You know, like. Even if even if the ref didn't call it and say VAR would be like, hey, look at this, it's a clear foul, mm-hmm. you know. And there's uh, there's you know, Rudiger's the type of player to be, you know, super annoying all up in here, try to get you out, out your game. But I mean, I don't know, step on his toe, you know. Don't yeah. throw the elbow. You know, you can you can do a lot of different things if you want to play a little bit dirty, right? But you know. Just take a step back and step on his big toe. That's gonna hurt too. Also, you know, with those metal studs. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I personally think it was a record. I think it was a silly, silly thing to do, especially being down, and risking picking up a card for that. It was just, it was just dumb. But obviously, must have been frustrated. His team wasn't playing well. He didn't have a good game either. So, but obviously, that that made things worse. Let his teammates down. So. Yeah, I agree on that. It was a silly red card. It was a silly card. He shouldn't have done it. And even if it went a bar, he probably would have still got sent off. Yeah. It was just, you know, and. It was just dumb from him, and you know, you just question what Atletico Madrid is going to do going forward. And big ups to Chelsea for playing really well this game because yeah. 
you know, in this season, Chelsea's been, you've always had questions about Chelsea, how they're going to play and all this. And now they're actually sort of, at sort of getting it together. And it's good to see because, you know, maybe they can make a run in the Prem. Maybe they can, you know, overtake United or Leicester, go far in the Champions League. You never know. Yeah, you never know. You know, they look, they look pretty good out of, out of the, you know, obviously the, the teams that advance like Bayern, City, PSG. I think they're up there as well, you know. Uh, obviously, they're looking better than Liverpool in the league. Uh, Madrid, questionable. Porto, Dortmund, you know, on their given day, they can give you some trouble, but I don't know how far they're going to get. Um, so Chelsea, I think they could make it to the semis at least, depending on who they get in the draw. Exactly. So, yeah, happy for them. And, yeah, I think throughout time, they'll, they'll be able to figure out the issues they have up top yeah. um, in terms of, you know, scoring more goals and stuff like that. But to yeah. be able to only concede two games and one of them was an own goal. Yeah, two goals. Yeah, one, one was an own goal from, like, from Rudiger. You know, it's it, he's, two goals definitely coming in and done a great job. Exactly, so, exactly. We'll see a lot more of them and you know some success from as well yeah i agree with that so on to the final game that happened in this champions league week which was Bayern munchen munich versus <laughs> lazio uh by munich winning 2-1 um yeah Bayern just doing Bayern things it's the same thing with man city Bayern doing their thing man city doing their thing it was just just too good too good they're just the best the two best literally the two best teams in europe right. you can't really say much to describe how they play because or what to say because they're literally astonishing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just a great team, and you know they could win it again. You know, uh, so just so upsetting for Lazio. You know, it just sucks. They're just a team that I think would be better suited for Europa. Yeah, if they were in <laughs> Europa, making it out of the group stage. Yeah, if they if if they're in Europa League, maybe they can make it far. But you right. know, you first draw and you get Bayern Munich. Oh well, right. That's literally like oh well, and they. To be honest, they had like two solid chances this game. Yeah, and Bayern, Bayern had a lot of chance. They Bayern oh, also yeah. like Messi had a lot of chances this game. And they, honestly, were... Bayern could have could have put this away. It, the scoreline doesn't reflect on how on how good Bayern played. Uh, Lewandowski hit the post, which yeah. ended up coming off the back of uh, of Reyna. <laughs> yeah, was like, was like, <laughs> and he was know. lucky he didn't go in the back of the net. You know, exactly. Any other game, he probably would have gotten the goal. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, Sané, you know, kept cutting in, trying to play. Uh, uh, balls in with his left foot to the far post wasn't working, and there then, was a diver, diving header that uh, Kinsey Coleman missed. He tried yeah, to dive yeah. in and it freaking barely missed. Right, and I was like that one that Gnabry had that was so bad. Yeah, you know, Sane cut in, played him a perfect through ball, and he hits it with his left foot, but just misses the target completely by like a yeah, few yards. Point. It's like it's not like I hit the side net or nothing. It he missed from you know by a few yards. So you know if on any other day they they definitely would have put those chances away. Uh, but uh, but Bayern just too good. And I wanted to ask you, um, what did you think about that PK on Goretzka? Yeah, not gonna lie. Yes, that's a foul. He was grabbing him, told him down. That's a PK. But yeah, it was kind of kind of soft. It was like we said, the inconsistency in the refereeing. In my opinion, that was kind of soft. Right. Like I to be honest, I don't think he was already diving when he grabbed him. But you know, he was grabbing him. It was in the box, so yes, technically that is a PK. And players do that all the time too. Mm-hmm. And even taking it back to the Chelsea game, when Carrasco got got tugged by Spiliqueta, that ref didn't call it a PK. Exactly. So I mean, and you know, it's it's all based on you know different referees' judgment and what they see and stuff like that. So um, crazy. Yeah, crazy. But yeah, that's all we have to say about Byron because Byron. Just too good. Yeah, and then Chupa Moting scored the second one. Yeah, Chupa Moting scored. Yeah, crazy. literally, I think like within like two minutes of coming on the pitch. Yeah, crazy. He actually scored. Yeah. That's shocking because he never scored. All right, and it's funny. He went from uh, <laughs> he went from being at PSG as a super sub, losing the Champions League final, and then going to Bayern right. Munich as a super sub. So hopefully, he's able to win one, but we'll nah, see. I don't think he's going to win. You don't think Bayern is going to win the Champions League? I don't think they're going to win the Champions League. Oh, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. That That's for a later video. Right, but right. the draw is coming out on Friday. So, what's a matchup you want to see and give us a reason why? What matchup I want to see and why? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see Real Madrid against Chelsea. Really? Yeah. I think it's a pretty even draw. Um, I don't want to see any of the big heads go at it, at least early in this stage. Like, I don't want to see like a Bayern against the City. or I don't, I, I don't want any of those teams to play against PSG. I want those three teams to be in the semifinal, you know, and just battle it out. I would love to see that. 
But I would like to see Chelsea and Madrid because I think, in terms of where they are in uh, in you know in their respective leagues and how they're playing, I think they're pretty evenly matched up, and I think Chelsea could get the better of Madrid of Madrid, and I think and then I think Madrid could get the better of, of Chelsea. So I think it would be a good game to watch, you know, and be able to to, to see the two legs. You know, I like to see Thomas Tuchel and how well they do. With a team like Real Madrid, you know, defensively, you know, because they play against Atletico Madrid, but, but yeah, Real Madrid, it's, it's, this is, the Champions League is Real Madrid's trophy, you know, they've won it so many times, so I'd like to see Chelsea against uh, Real Madrid. Yeah, I'm not fair on that. What about you? In my opinion, a game I would love to see, it's actually going to be like sort of an understory. Okay. I think I want to watch Liverpool versus Porto. Liverpool Porto? Liverpool okay. Porto, because I feel like Porto is going to play Liverpool the same day they did Juventus. Oh, yeah. And they're going to do the exact same thing. Yeah. And it's going to be awesome to watch. And they could. And, and they, they could, could. And they can make the semifinal without no one even knowing. Right. And it's crazy because you like you think about it. Liverpool, the, um, you know, champs in 20, what, 20, 20, no, 2019. They won the Champions League in 2019. Oh, I thought you said Porto, sorry. No, no. Liverpool, Liverpool yeah. yeah Liverpool in 2019. Can they still win it? And then Porto, they haven't won it since 2004, 2004 with yeah. Jose Mourinho. Jose. Jose. But, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, this team, it just feels, it reminds me, like you said, back in the back in a couple podcast episodes ago, like the Ajax team that made it, that made it to the semifinals. Yeah. It and feels like that. And I feel like it may, they may do, you know, do something that's going to shock some people. Right. And I feel like... That's gonna happen. Yeah, and if and if Porto can honestly, Porto was able to high press Juventus, you know, and if they can high press Liverpool side without Virgil Van Dyke, you know, Joe Gomez, a bunch of you know different defenders and stuff like that, they have out, they could they could definitely beat them also. So yeah, I can see that. You know, Liverpool Porto. I also wouldn't mind seeing like a like a Porto Dortmund. That would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But then they'll Dortmund and Porto. One of them team would have to. Yeah, advance. and that means you know one of the bigger teams have to play against yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah. But it's a draw, you know. We yeah. can't uh, we, we can't, can't be too picky. Yeah, it's not our decision. Yeah, <laughs> but that that's one of my matchups. The other matchup I would actually be really intrigued to see would actually be like a Chelsea versus a Bayern, someone mm. like that. Because you know, seeing how good Chelsea played against Atletico Madrid with the counter. I feel like it's gonna sort of be like that, and they're gonna implement more. And Tom and um, uh, Hansi Flick, Hansi Flick, Hansi Flick yeah. is being um, dominant, and Thomas Dugal coming in obviously knows Bayern very well. Right, he knows him very well. Facing obviously coaching Dortmund, so he knows this Bayern side very well, and I think it's gonna be an interesting matchup of how they're gonna head to head. How about like a Chelsea Dortmund? That'd be pretty cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, I think that'd be great. You know, and, uh, just how well Chelsea's playing against. You know, imagine a, a fully fit Jaden Sancho and Erling Haaland. You know, with that'd Royce be, up there, I think that would be a pretty good matchup. Also, that would be a pretty good matchup too. There's yeah. a lot of good matchups that you can have in this draw, yeah. and it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, obviously you can have like a Man City, Bayern, a PSG, uh, City, whatever you know the heck you want. But I want those to be reserved for at least the semifinals. Ideally, I would like to see a Chelsea PSG and a Bayern City. Um, semi-final. Obviously, I'd like to see a, a, a Bayern City final, but I would love to see, you know, I think for everyone that loves the game, it'd be so great to see Bayern and City play over two legs, but just not this early in the season, yeah, in, in the Champions League. I agree on that, but those, those are our predictions and for the Champions League draw. Hopefully, one of those draws, you know, matchups happen. It's going to be interesting how this draw is going to pan out. And so a little bit of Europa League happened today. Okay. Um, so AC Milan versus United. Um, United won one 0 off of a Paul Pogba scrappy goal. Yeah. And yeah, Paul Pogba actually played very well this game. Like really well. He was getting hacked too. Mm-hmm. He was getting dragged by two, three players, and he still yeah. kept going. Poor guy must have had a must have had the. A nice bath after the game. <laughs> That's bad. He needed a nice bath. He only played for 45 minutes, too. Yeah, he came. Yeah, he, the, the goal came on the, the 48th minute, and he got still in the 45th. So, came in, mm-hmm. had an immediate impact. Yeah. You know, must have boosted up some of his confidence and, and you know, started out the rest of the game, played well. Um, just very disappointed in Milan because, um, you know, we've been talking about how they started off great this season. And then, obviously, you know, you know with injuries and, and, you know, luck running out, they haven't been looking too solid. But, uh, 
But yeah, because they played great in the first. Excuse me, they played great in the first leg against the uh, against Man United. They ended up um, deservingly tying in the 90th minute after creating you know a bunch of chances. And yeah, it just sucks for M- Milan to 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 lose at home and. You know they're not looking so good in the league either. So yeah, they, I mean they had chances in this game. They, um, um, Kalinoglu had a couple of services in to Ibra. Ibra had a header. Yeah, that def- was saved. That was saved Henderson. by Henderson. Henderson played really well in net. Um, there were some misses that should have gone in. Yeah. yeah, it was just disappointing for Milan. And like we've been saying this entire podcast, they've just been regressing. Yeah, slowly. And in the end of the game, you know, when when Milan was definitely chasing the game. You know, they they couldn't even contain you know Daniel James, um, and a bunch of players. You know, just had a lot of a lot of pace and were be were able to dribble you know through them and, and waste time and just hold on to the ball. But uh, but yeah, they didn't look good for uh, for Milan and you know City is tight as well. So hopefully they'll be able to focus on that. But we don't know with the way that they've been playing. Yeah, we don't know. And well, thankfully they've um, uh, well they can focus on the league now and hopefully capture the inter yeah but yeah it was just some you know they had chances they could have finished and just didn't show up when they needed it most yeah and then uh some other stuff that happened in the europa league too you know um arsenal lost 1-0 to olympiacos but luckily they were able to advance with the 3-2 aggregate mm-hmm. but who wasn't so lucky was their their north london rivals tottenham hotspur <laughs> who with the 2-0 aggregate in the first leg Lost three nil in the second leg by a hat trick by your boy Aaron. What's his name? Orsic. Orsic. I know his last name. His last name's Orsic. I don't know his first name. He had a great game. He had a great game. It's a bunch of Croatian people. That's the only Croatian yeah. player I know from that team. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. The, you know, Croatian side. No one expected them to beat Tottenham, especially going two 0 down the first leg. But Orsic literally put the team on his back. Had a banger in the. Has his first goal. Oh, mind you, it, it was nil nil at half. They came in the second half and he had a banger. Second goal was a nice little collective play as a as a team. Mm-hmm. And the third one, you know, from the left flank, takes on two to three players and just rifles it home. Yeah. And Tottenham with and it wasn't like Tottenham played with their B team. They had, you know they had Harry Kane, they had a Lamella out there yeah, who ended up getting subbed off by Bale. Um, yeah, by Bale and and Dombele went in. Harry Winks got subbed off. So. They had you know on paper they have a much better team. Mm-hmm. And they went there and and they got. They got punished, and they got punished hard, and even Jose Mourinho was very, very upset after the game. Yeah, it just, you know, how, in my opinion, so I have a question. So, with Jose losing two massive games, losing to North London Derby and Arsenal, and losing this game, how do you think this affects Arsenal in the future, going forward in the season? How it affects Arsenal? No, my bad. Tottenham. Tottenham? I'll just Tottenham for the rest of the season. Um... I think in terms of Jose and where he'll be next season, I think it depends on where Tottenham ends up. You know, if they're able to get a, a place in Europe, um, whether if it's Champions League, then Europa League, then he may stay. But then again, we're talking about a, a Tottenham team that a couple of years ago were in the Champions League final, you know, under under Pochettino. And then, you know, the season after that, obviously it didn't do too, too well, which is why Jose came in. But they progressed for one year. Or look decent for one year, and now they're looking worse than than ever, in my opinion. And it's again like same with Simeone. You know, you got all this talent, and you you you're you're lacking creativity. You know, it looks like the players are lacking um, confidence and motivation as well. So I think it all really depends on 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 where they end up in the in you know at the end of the season as to what's going to go on with with Jose and you know. Now they only have this to focus on as well. So since they got uh, knocked out by, by Everton in the FA Cup, so they just got the lead to focus on now. So maybe it might be a good thing for them, you know, just to put all their all their, all their eggs in one basket and go for it in, in, the, in, the, in the Prem. But, you know, we'll see what happens with them. You know, it, could, it literally could go either way. It could be a turning point for the season or it can just be, a, a, you know, a confidence you know, it could it could shatter their confidence, and things could definitely get worse for Tottenham. So yeah, I agree on that. To be honest, like Kane, in my opinion, the only players that look confident are Bale and Kane. Yeah. Other than that, Son being out with his injury in the right. London derby, um, obviously that's having an impact because you know who's your third option? Right. Lucas Mora, who didn't he he, he didn't look, he good, didn't look good. He didn't look good this game. 
Lamella, he didn't look good. He obviously yeah. got subbed off for Bale. Billy Alley hasn't been good for a while. Exactly. So it's like, who's Bale? You need someone else to step up besides Kane and Bale that's going to bail you out this yeah, whole season. Like so, yeah. <laughs> Bale and Kane. Yeah. And Bale's not even, a, you know, he's on loan from Madrid. He's not even a player that, you know, that Tottenham have signed or yet signed, you know. We don't know yet. So, it all really depends. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, Tottenham just... Then, ugh, not their day. Yeah. Very disappointing. Yeah, very, very disappointing because, you know, I like to see, you know, the obviously as, as, as fans, I like to see the better teams advance because those are the ones you think are going to produce better games, stuff like that, as, you know, these European competitions progress. But they got knocked out, and shoot, we'll see. We'll yeah, see how they, far uh, Dino yeah. Zagreb can get. Yeah, I mean, hey, you never know. You never watch, know. The, watch, they're going to get United. <laughs> or knock I get United or knock out Arsenal next. I get Arsenal. Yee. You never know. They might get Roma, knocking the Roma out real quick. Yeah, and 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 even for Europa League, there's some deep, some some good teams still left. You know, they got a uh, Villarreal still in it, Granada still in it. Who can give any team a hard uh, mm-hmm. a hard time? Okay. Um, Man United, Arsenal, you know, Dinamo yeah. Zagreb, um, a couple other teams as well, but. Europa's looking pretty good. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. We're definitely going to try and cover it more for y'all so we get our thoughts on it because it's inter- it's an interesting competition because not a lot of people really talk about it. Right. But it's just interesting because you have all these big teams like United, Arsenal, mm-hmm. and they might duke it out. It's going to be interesting to see how it, you know, I just like football and I like watching these teams go at it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all do. I think that's why you listen to us. I think that's the reason. Maybe. Unless you're, I don't know, scrolling through Spotify and you stumble upon our podcast well if so. you do some of the pod our podcast make sure you subscribe and follow our instagram page i agree follow our instagram page karen's tertiary's podcast yeah buddy but that is it for the games of the week but we have predictions for the games that are going to happen this weekend yes sir so starting it off starting off in the premier league so we have west ham versus arsenal here's some, some facts aaron all right i got you some facts so west ham have won just three of the last 24 home games against Arsenal. Three? Three of the last 24 against Arsenal. Well, that's because West Ham hasn't been a good side for a very yeah, long time. Yeah, really good. So, that's just recent. So, <laughs> yeah. But, second fact. Arsenal have completed their Premier League double with West Ham on 11 previous occasions. Oh, wow. That's the most by any other side in the, competi- in the Premier League. Okay. Third fact. West Ham have lost more Premier League games against Arsenal than they have versus any other <laughs> club in the competition. Oh, with geez. 32. They've wow. lost to Arsenal 32 times. Jeez. That is a lot. Like, damn, that's crazy. Fourth fact. This is the fourth time West Ham have faced Arsenal in a Premier League match while above them in the table. So that's a little known fact because West Ham usually is never above Arsenal on the table. Yeah, usually middle or below. Middle or below, <laughs> literally. And the fifth fact: no side have won more points in the Premier League dar- London derbies this season than Arsenal with thirteen. Hmm. So yeah, and then the other teams have managed to second team that's um that has the most in London derbies is ten. So those are some facts, Chris. Tell me how this is going to pan out. Arsenal's on a hot streak. Yeah, they are. Um, obviously, they lost today in Europa, but they, they advanced. But, you know, they, they looked great against Tottenham in the North, in the North London derby. Uh, I'm going to go with the Tottenham win. Um, Tottenham? Arsenal. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the Arsenal win. I'm still thinking about how bad Tottenham was. We're, uh, we're still we're all thinking about we're Tottenham. We're still trying to process what happened. <laughs> but uh, I'm wearing an Arsenal t-shirt right now as we speak. No, I'm not an Arsenal fan. It's just I got to do laundry. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna go with the Arsenal win. I'm gonna say uh, I'll go with the. I can see a two 0 win. I see. I see you. Um, West Ham obviously didn't play good against United. Oh no, they didn't play good against United. Arsenal they look really good against uh, Tottenham in the North London derby. Even though they did lose against Olympiacos, they had lots of chances and they could have yeah. won this game. They just didn't finish their chances. Obama and couldn't finish today. Today right. it was just it just looked bad. Um, West Ham, I think they're gonna re. I think they're gonna regroup. They're gonna actually start Jesse Lingard because I don't know why they did not start Jesse yeah. Lingard against United. That made no sense. Your best player in form, and you don't start him. They were just saving him for uh, for Arsenal. I, I think they just. I think they were just like, <laughs> since this is your home club, 
We won't play. <laughs> we won't play you this game. But I think they're gonna. I think West Ham is gonna be the team that we know, and I think it's gonna be West Ham and Arsenal are gonna tie. I think it's gonna be one one. One one. One one. Okay. I think it's going to be a tight game. Arsenal's going to have lots of chances. It's going to have the post a lot. But Who do you think is scoring? I'm going to say for West Ham, I say it's probably going to be depends. I think it's going to be Antonio who's going to score for them. Okay. And then for Arsenal, I think Aubameyang is going to make a rebound. I think okay. Aubameyang is going to net one. I think it's going to net one right. to rebound for missing the North London Derby. Yeah. Yeah, but and missing all the chances today. And yeah, missing all the chances today because he skied one today, and I was very disappointed about. Yeah, it. the nice little toe blow. Not mm-hmm. even nice little toe blow. The toe blow you had, <laughs> and don't, don't forget that one. The one v one he had. Yeah, there was a lot that he missed today, yeah. but he's gonna rebound. Anyway, in my opinion. but we move on to the Serie A. We have a very massive game. This is a great Ro- game. A fantastic game. Roma versus Napoli. We're talking about the fifth and sixth place team. So this is a spot for Europe. And they're tied on points. Mm-hmm. Literally tied on points. So literally. literally, this game is critical right. for Europa League and possibly a Champions League spot. Right. This is massive. But I'll give you some facts to give you some background information. So fact number one. Napoli have won five of their last eight Serie A matches against Roma with you know losing, drawing once and losing twice. Hmm. So they do pretty... You know, Napoli does pretty well against Roma. Yeah. So... Fact number two, Roma could lose both Serie A matches against Napoli in a season for the first time since 2010-11. Ten years ago. Ten years ago. Oh. When Claudio Ranieri was there. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a throwback. Claudio Ranieri actually coached for Roma. That's a long-ass time ago. (laughs) Fact number three. It wasn't that long ago. That's when I graduated high school, bro. (laughs) Give me a break. (laughs) Hey, Claudio Rene- only thing Claudio Ranieri is known for is his Leicester Lester, team. Lester, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fact number three. The last draw at the Olympiaco Stadium between AS Roma and Napoli in the Serie A was back in April of 2012. Since 2016-2017, Napoli are the only side to win against, to win at least three away games against Roma. Mm. So, they do very well whenever they play at Roma. Yeah, yeah. Fact number four. Roma have lost four of their last ten league games. So, yeah, that's not good. That's very bad. And one of those games was to AC Milan. Jeez. So, in fact, number five, after losing six consecutive away matches against teams that started the match day above them in the top six, Napoli have won their most recent one, which is against AC Milan. So they've won one of the teams in the top six. And they could do this. They can win two in a row since October of 2017. So they could win two games against top six opponents since 2017. Interesting. Very interesting. All so right. Give me your predictions, buddy. All right. So obviously Napoli is not playing in Europa League. And obviously Roma is. And they, mm, play, very, and they play very well today. And this game is on a Sunday. So... They have three days rest while Roma has a grand total of seven. And the last game they played was against AC Milan, as we did that last week. And they played really well against uh, AC Milan. They had a lot of chances. Um, Napoli did. Napoli had a lot of chances. And they definitely could have scored more. And I feel, I don't know, I just have a feeling that since Catuso is leaving at the end of the season, that the players are going to, you know, rally together. I think they're going to be inspired to play better under him since he's leaving at the end of the season. So I'm going to say Napoli will win this game 2-1. to one. Ooh. All right. Hmm. Let me think. I'm going to say, well, I'm kind of biased for this one because Roma does have a, a special place in my heart. Um... You know, with Francesco Totti there, Batistuta having a stint there, you know, years ago. Um, always like to see him do well, unless they're playing against Barcelona. <laughs> but um, uh, I'm a little biased. Uh, you know, obviously Napoli has a game in hand against Roma. I think Roma's going into this game, obviously knowing that, right? So they're going to be, they're going to try, even though they're, they might be a little bit fatigued from Europa, they're going to, you know, work their tails off so that they can, uh, you know, stay up there with, with Napoli and, and, 
not allow that gap between both of them to get you know to get bigger. So I'm gonna go with the Roma win. Mm. Yes. Scoreline. I may be wrong, but I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna keep it simple. I'm gonna go with the one nil. Okay. Roma wins. Okay. Okay. No, uh, no Chucky Lozano this time. So yeah, no Chucky Lozano. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, I see you. So we got opposite viewpoints on that. So next game. We go to La Liga, which is Real Sociedad versus the big boys, Barcelona. Vamos. Vamos, Barça. Vamos, Barça. Bringing Jean Laporta just got inducted as the yeah. president this week. So, yes, we'd love to see it. Right, we'd love to see it. And this is his first game as president. So, hopefully. Officially, yeah. Officially, officially, first game as president. So, Vamos, Jao. Vamos, Jao. So, mm-hmm. here are some facts for y'all. So, Real Sociedad. Fact number one, Real Sociedad have not won any of their last nine games against Barcelona. So they've drawn twice and lost seven times in the last nine times they faced Barca. Fact number two, at home, Real Sociedad have lost two of their last three matches against Barcelona with one draw in between. Fact number three. Barcelona have not lost in their last five away games against Real Sociedad. So they have three wins and two draws. Fact number four. Well, against a Basque club. So uh, Sociedad's in the Basque area. So, yeah. But yeah. They've, they've not lost in the last five times they've visited. Okay. Fact number four. Barcelona have won their last eight games away from home in La Liga, keeping six clean sheets. Hmm. In fact, number five, Real Sociedad have won their last three games at their at their home stadium, and they're trying to make it four in a row. Okay. All right. So, Chris, tell me how this game's gonna go. Well, I just realized we butchered John Laporta's name. We yeah, we said Jao. For Jao um, Felix. Yeah. Sorry, John. Sorry, John. We we love you. You're a really good president. You're the best. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> back to the game. Um, I'm gonna go with the Barca win, man. We can't drop points. You know, we got to keep applying that pressure to, to Atletico because, you know, Madrid's going to do the same thing. And the more pressure, you know, the more pressure we apply on them, the, 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 the better the gap, the, or I guess the smaller the gap becomes. You know, Atletico is going to feel the pressure and hopefully drop points. So I'm going to go with the Barca win. I'm going to go with the 3-1 win. Barcelona. Okay, I see you. I see you. Yeah, so I just looked it up, and Real Madrid is playing Celta Viga this week, and yeah. Celta Viga are tenth. So not an easy side, but still, easy side, but still but compared to Sociedad, yeah, Sociedad's a better fifth. team. Yeah, they're yeah. fifth. So uh, Barcelona, you know, we have a week rest. Sociedad, obviously, they had a week rest as well, but you know, <laughs> Barca, we're playing really well under Komen right now. Um, Jalo- John Laporta obviously being inducted this week, so I think the team's going to be really motivated, and I think they're going to put out a good performance for the first game. Did you say Zhao again? No, I said John. John? John Laporta. But I think they're going (laughs) to... I did not say Zhao. But I think they're going to put out a good performance for him as his first game as president, you know, starting a new new era for for Barca, and I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be 2-0 Barca. Okay, good, good. Keeping that clean sheet total. Yeah, let's get it, Ter Stegen. Ter Stegen. Ter Stegen's <laughs> going to make some big saves in that game as well. He always does. Always, always. And for a first, we're actually doing a League 1 game. League 1. Uh. That's right. We're doing a French League game. Mm-hmm. We never do French League because it's very bland because there's only two, three good teams that run the league. It's a Farmers League. Pretty much. Yep. Literally, it's just PSG, Lyon, and like maybe like Monaco or like Lille. Other than that... Who's in first this season? I think it's Lille's in first. Lille's in first? Yeah, with 63. Wow. Which is crazy, because you would not expect that. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah. But there is a massive matchup, a rivalry. Lyon versus PSG. Mm-hmm. Massive rivalry. Every... If you go back to football history, this is a massive rivalry. Legends used to play in this rivalry. You had uh, Marcel Desailly. You had all these greats who used to play in this in these games. And it's a yeah. facet to watch. Benzema. Benzema. Well, Jorginho. Juninho. <laughs> Juninho, yes. Free kick master. Mm-hmm. Didn't Ronaldinho play in this? Because he, yeah, he, he played, played PSG. PSG so yeah, Pochettino. There's a bunch. My boy Pastore. He's mm-hmm. not a legend, but he's a baller. <laughs> <laughs> That's facts. He is a baller. Well, former. Well, former. Well, 
Sort he, of. He's at Roma, but he's not really balling. Yeah. His, his baller status is unfortunately dropped a bit. But yeah, a little bit. We won't talk about that. Let's go back yeah, to yeah. the Yeah, back, back to the matchup. So, Leon versus PSG. Here's some facts, some background for y'all. So, Leon have won only 31% of their games against PSG mm. all time. So, P- PSG's won 69% of these matchups. Fact number two. Leon have been paired... Paris Saint-Germain in Ligue 1 more often than any other team since PSG became Qatari-owned. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Fact number three. Leon have conceded at least one goal in their last six home games against PSG. So, PSG traditionally scores at least one, so they can score. They score on Leon a lot. Yeah. Fact number four. Leon have just have won just two of their last five games in League Un. So they've won two, drawn two, and lost one. And fact number five is that PSG have lost seven of their last 29 games in League Un, with no team going on to win the league, um, the title, with as many defeats at this stage since Lyon did it back in 2002 interesting which is crazy because usually psg does not lose many games in this yeah know. they've been pretty consistent this year they have been consistent that's why they're third yeah they're Tied third point but they're actually second the only thing that separates them is goal difference but they're second but they're tied with points with leon there's no uh what's it called there's no game of hand yeah, yeah no game of hand they're literally they, every team plays yeah everything every team plays uh, on the weekends, but um, how's this game gonna go? What are you thinking? So personally, I have not seen Leon play much this season because they got you know <laughs> they got whitewashed in the Champions League, so that's the only time I really have seen them play. But um, PSG obviously tying against Barca, um, you know they obviously are the better team. Leon obviously knows they're the better team, um, so I think. PSG is going to come out and they're going to assert their dominance in this game. I think PSG will win this game 3-1. Oof. Big score line. Yeah, you can, I can see it happening. I'm going to go with Lyon winning. Nope. Yes, sir. The upset. A Lyon win. 1-0. 1-0. Give it to me. Give it to you. I feel you on that. To be honest, it could happen. Because these <laughs> teams, in this season, uh, they've had some bitter, bad blood between them. Yeah, with uh, the whole incident earlier in the season with Neymar and um, oh, one of the right. Leon yeah. players and all that, so they there's a little bit of bad blood, and this matchup's been you know brewing. So yeah. you never know what's gonna happen in this matchup. Man, fortunately Neymar's not fit to play, but yeah, that is true. But you know, they obviously remember they're yeah, not gonna 100%. forget it. So yeah, but those are the matchups that are gonna happen this weekend. And Chris, that concludes this episode. No. No, we don't want it to end. But sadly, <laughs> yes. It is currently 1 a.m. Oh, geez, yes. So, yes, it is. We're, we're, yeah, we should price that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> or else we're going to be rambling on for an hour. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. But that is the episode for y'all. Hopefully, y'all enjoy it. Chris, any final words for the people of the podcast? Just as always, you know, make sure you subscribe, like our Instagram page, follow us, and then, you know. KTP baby. KTP baby. We love y'all. Stay safe and peace. Peace out.